0: Hello and welcome everyone. It is time to enter the Gummy Day. Today we will be digging into UFC 268. But first, if you like what we're doing here, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. You can also find us on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and of course Spotify. Today we will also be having Cole onto the show, sharing his thoughts. He actually did a lot of research into this one. What's going on, guys? He's excited to get some get some solid breakdowns in. So, let's get right into it. First off, we have Alex Pereira versus Andreas Michalaitis. Probably butchered that,
1: but... It's okay. Guys, this fight is insanely crucial to the UFC middleweight division. And if you don't understand exactly who Alex Pereira is, then let us explain. Um, let's just say he, he's the only person to ever beat Israel Adesanya. Not once, but twice. One of those by way of knockout. Oof. And he's starting his UFC debut on the main card. Um... Let's, I mean, it's safe to say that Dana knows exactly what he's doing as far as narrating this rivalry between uh, two co-champions in kickboxing. But uh, in order to get the title shot, we'll have to see what, um, what Alex has to uh, prove himself in the UFC middleweight division. Yeah. And we're going to start with Mihalides.
0: Yeah, Dana knows what he's about to sell. He's known for his long lead head kicks. His vicious lead left hooks. He's coming out of glory kickboxing. We can expect a lot of stiff leg kicks and fluid striking from Alex. Something to keep in mind is Alex's high guard, though. And kickboxing this is essential due to takedowns being non existent. But with these smaller gloves and, and takedowns being a threat, Alex may need to rethink some of his kickboxing tendencies. He has had four MMA fights um, before his USA debut. And that has given him enough time to do just that. He's looking pretty good in the clinch. He's looking pretty good with the overhooks, the underhooks. I'm actually impressed from what I've seen thus far. But this is a big step up in
1: competition. He is one scary dude. Uh, Let's just start off by saying that Dana is not throwing any softballs Alex's way for his debut in the UFC. Usually we'll see, you know, new talent coming up and being able to actually build their fight card, but... Alex already has a resume built for a champ, and Dana wants to see exactly what he can do.
0: Yep, don't waste time. Don't take any risks. Get him to the top.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Andreas is already a decorated MMA fighter out of Athens. He already has a pro career of 13 and 4. He's known for really brutal leg kicks and really flashy spinning finishes, and Mm -hmm. he can be very unpredictable.
0: Now, if Mikhailidis can control the pace of the fight early and get... Alex is timing off on his leg kicks. He may be able to time and counter with a spinning heel kick because a spinning heel kick is technically a counter. Um, you have to pull your ar- your hands down, really, to get that torque into those leg kicks, those powerful leg kicks. So if Michelides can time that, he might catch Pereira with a spinning leg kick. Other than that, I don't really see too much of that working given his kickboxing experience and his resume. Um, as we saw from his debut fight in the UFC against Buller, Michelides felt comfortable throwing multiple wild combos flurries, wide hooks, and overhands, but that's not going to work on a technician like Pereira. Uh, I will say that Buller was not capitalizing on the opportunities presented. However, with Pereira's distinct reach advantage, Mikaelides' habit of posting and retreating combined with a wide karate, taekwondo stance may not prove as a proper counter to Pereira's pressure and patience. This is a tough fight to call because Mikaelides is very dangerous. He's actually pretty well-rounded. He has some good wrestling, Um He's good at getting in and out and finding some of those opportunities and counter-strikes and setting people up. I don't think he's going to be able to set up Pereira, and I don't think he has the grappling to actually bring Pereira to the ground, but that is a big question coming into this. Um, I feel like Pereira has really good takedown defense and work against the cage, but I feel like his jiu-jitsu is really going to be where he's lacking, so if he does get taken down, this could pose some serious problems. That being said, I'm going... Pereira via second round knockout. Not TKO,
1: knockout. I, I have also got to agree <clears throat> with Pereira via second round knockout. That left hand is just too vicious to overlook. And if it can put out Izzy, I got to say it can put out anybody.
0: And his first fight in the UFC, debut, main, main card. I think he's going to play a little bit safe and really try to wait and get his time and kind of play it patient and, and see what opportunities he has to take advantage of. For sure. Next up, we have Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. This is a good fight. They're kind of similar in styles, except for Gaethje's kind of changed up his style a little bit to not be so plotty, try to move in and out. Chandler actually uses his wrestling. Everyone says Gaethje can wrestle. I don't know. Have we seen it? I haven't seen Gaethje's wrestling. The first note I have to make is whoever is moving forward is probably going to win this fight. Both have shown to be oppressive fighters as octaves. As far as Octagon control goes,
1: that's that's really fair, dude. But uh, Chandler's chin can't be trusted right now after that Oliveira fight, after taking that left hook. It's I don't think he's recovered just yet. But I mean, the the real question is is will Gaethje's high guard defense be able to withstand Chandler's powerful hooks and uppercuts? If Chandler can get Gaethje up against the cage and Gaethje tries to cut, Chandler can easily catch him with a, a left or a right hook. He's shown to do that. I mean, obviously with the Dan Hooker fight, it was freaking yeah. ob- obliteration. Mix it up to the body, <clears throat> to the head, with a takedown threat. That's something that Gaethje
0: does have to worry about because Michael Chandler does have fantastic wrestling, um, and he may pull that out one for this one. I, I think he should. Um, Gaethje broke really quickly under the pressure of Khabib. He seemed like he was exhausted just after the first round. Uh, that's very
1: true. But Gaethje has, did. he
0: does use the high guard sometimes. I hope he doesn't mm-hmm. fall in that tendency because I don't think it's going to do him any justice in this fight. I think Michael Chandler will find his way around that guard if he does. However, with his in-and-out style, what Gaethje showed against Tony Ferguson, I honestly got to go with Gaethje in this one. He looked very technical. That outside cat, that low calf kick, that's going to mess with Michael Chandler and take his speed off. Gaethje might play it kind of safe, you know, dance around to the outside, uh, maybe some post and retreating. I don't know if post and retreating would be the right one, the uh, right move to make, but this is a hard fight to call, man, because we still don't know exactly how Chandler adds up with everybody. The only person he's lost to is Oliveira, and Oliveira's a killer right now, and he beat Dan Hooker, and that's a that's a notable win under his belt. However, ultimately, I'm going Gaethje via third-round TKO. I think he's going to find the shot, and I think Gechi can take more damage than Chandler, so Chandler might get some off on Gechi. but I think Gechi's going to be able to eat it, but that is a big question coming into this. Will Gechi be able to take Chandler's power? Because I don't think Chandler can take Gechi's power.
1: Yeah, I got to... Man, this is going to be a war, dude. This is going to be an all-out brawl. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm with you on the Gaethje. Uh I'm going to say second round, though. Uh, I-, I think he's going to clip him. I think he's going to clip him in the chin, drop him, and I think he's going to finish him off on the ground.
0: I like it. Next up, we have Rose, Nami Yunus versus Zhang Weili. I see Nami Yunus, for the most part, for the most part, being able to control range and land more significant shots from the outside. Weili will thrive being close boxing range and in the clinch, but I doubt Rose is going to give her that much of a chance.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, as we saw in the last fight between these two, Nami Yunus' ability to keep Weili in check and give her or already gave her a significant advantage in uh, the exchanges and ultimately won her the fight with that vicious head kick. I did not see that coming. That was such a shock. Um, right through the guard. It was or right under the guard, really. Whaley went up top, and <laughs> Nama Yunus went right underneath it. Yeah, she, her had, her, she had her
0: guard high, but it was like Nami Yunus angled her foot to go under and then around to hit her chin, like right through her guard. It was beautiful. Very perfectly aimed and timed. I definitely
1: uh, wouldn't want to fight either one of these women. Firstly. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, but don't make light of Zhang. She's still hungry for the title. She's a number one contender for a reason, and she carries the pride of China with her. I, I don't count her out, not not on the slightest. I still believe that this is going to be a toss-up. Not for a second. I and mean, We've seen Rose
0: crumble under pressure. Carlos Sparza, Jessica Andrade. Rose is really good at, at, at you know, posting, retreating, using fantastic footwork to cut angles and, you know, rotate out, um, but if Zhang can put that pressure on her, Zhang is very dangerous, and Rose does not want to have her back against the cage against her, and Rose does not want to be cut off by Wei Li. Ultimately, though, guys, I am going to go with Nami Yunus via his decision. I think she's going to do really well from the outside. I think she's going to aggravate Wei Li, uh, get Wei Li throwing some of the technique out the window, trying to chase her down. And I think Nama Yunus is going to stay focused and she's going to play responsible and she's going to win this on points. I don't think she's going to try to win it on points, but I think that she's going to outwork Wei Li and, and just use her genetic advantages
1: Man, I hate it whenever you say exactly what I want to say. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I also got it to go with uh, Rose going via decision, going five rounds. Um, I don't think Rose is going to get that lucky shot on we- on uh, Whaley again. Um, I think that 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 was an off-the-cuff thing. Whaley's probably definitely corrected that since then. Uh yeah, yeah, she's probably in China drilling that over and over and over again because Never that taking is taking a head kick again. That is a very consistent
0: <laughs> move that, that Rose has in her tool belt. Rose has a lot of long kicks from weird angles. Next up and final, I mean the main
1: event, Kamaru Usman versus Colby, Covington to the rematch. These guys have beef and unsettled business. Uh, they both respect each other as far as talent, but as far as people, they do not agree. Kamaru has developed a vicious jab that has allowed him to tie a formidable stand-up game in with his wrestling game and just become another level of fighter. Uh, With that jab, he put Burns out, broke Covington's jaw, ultimately leading him to win the fight, and his stand-up game allowed him to knock out Masvidal with ease, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, he's really rounding himself out. Man, that jab is like a piston, too, and it's consistent. (laughs) Who <laughs>
1: broke his jaw.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching that in slow-mo was, <laughs> that was... That was a very powerful jab. If anyone in the welterweight division has a chance against Kamaru Uzman, it's Colby Covington. I would like to see grappling going into this fight. That was something I really wanted to see in their first fight. Neither fighter initiated the grappling in their first outing. Um, that would have been a real treat. I wanted to see who was a stronger grappler. We know that both of them are very talented grapplers, But as far as striking is concerned, Colby's a volume striker. He throws combos. He'll mix in head kicks, switch stances. He likes to get his opponents up against the cage. Volume strike, go for takedown. Volume strike, go for takedown. If he can get into a rhythm like that against Usman and get Usman backing up with maybe body shots or feints, then he can impose his game plan on Kamaru and actually have some serious success. That being said, Kamaru Usman has a very high fight IQ. He's always adapting in there. He's learning the game plan as the fight plays out. Um, Usman himself claimed that Colby Covington is a top 15 welterweight of all time. I agree with that. That's respect. In terms of skill, not legacy, but in skill, I say he's honestly in the top five. But I don't like to go and pit new fighters against old fighters because they're different eras, different timelines. But Colby Covington would beat... Just about every welterweight that's been in the UFC division. But I don't think he's beating Usman. I'm going with Usman via decision. It's going to be a tough fight. It's going to be a war, knockdown, drag out. Both fighters are willing to go out on their shield. But I I, I think Colby's
1: tough, man. I I don't know if Usman's going to get him out of there. Not this time. I don't think so. I... I disagree, bro. I think Usman's going to come out hot and hungry, and I think he's going to get a third-round TKO against Covington. Yeah, Covington does have a bad habit of pulling on shots. He likes to play like a
0: counter-striker, and he does have some good counter-striking, but his biggest advantage is in his forward pressure striking. So I do see Kamar Usman potentially getting that knockout while putting that straight down the center when Colby tries to pull on a jab. Because if Colby tries to lean away... Usman has that reach advantage. He's not going to get away like that. He's going to have to dip under. He's going to have to mix it up this time. I feel because Usman's gotten that better striking since their last
1: outing. Colby has heart. He he continued to fight even with that broken jaw in their first fight. He's got heart. Yeah, it's hard. I just yeah. don't think it's enough for the <laughs> for the Nigerian nightmare. There's hard. I don't. And then there's a certain amount of
0: bo- damage that your body can take. Know your limits. <laughs> <laughs> But with that, guys, we will wrap up our thoughts on UFC 268. If you enjoy the content we're creating, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Remember, guys, this is not a sport. You don't play fight.